With the exciting United States Grand Prix in the books and an exciting season so far, we go to Mexico, Mexico City, for the Mexican Grand Prix. With that, lights out. Welcome aboard another edition of the, of the F1 Starting Grid. I'm Brock Young with, I, I can't believe I left the names on there, Mike, the points leader, Alan. Welcome aboard. Oh, my God. Um, well, Mike, how are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Another race weekend, man. Mexican yeah. Grand Prix. Looks like the weather's going to keep us inside, so up here anyway. Yep. Well, it's going to be exciting. I always, always enjoy that track. Uh, I know so many people don't, but I like, especially like going in that stadium part. In fact, I was hoping that we're going to have an, an announcement later on at the end of the show, by the way, but I want to – if this situation – we're going to our picks here in a minute, but if the situation ever arises – that if Sergio Perez passes anybody, but if the situation arises that Sergio Perez passes Lewis Hamilton in that stadium section, you'll probably get an earthquake with Phil up, up, up here in Austin. Basically. Oh, it'll be, yeah. That'll be crazy. That'll be absolutely nuts. I hope he finishes on the podium. Just Oh, me too. Just for the, you know, for the sake of it. Well, speaking about that, other than Lewis Hamilton at Silverstone and Max pretty much at uh, the Netherlands or even Spa, pretty much everybody's home race has doesn't, doesn't really end up well. You know, you got a Vettel when they're racing in Germany at the time, didn't finish too well, either with Red Bull or Ferrari. You have Charles at Monaco, never finished well over there. Uh, Fernando Alonso in Spain never finished well, as well as Carlos. So normally the home race is not really that good for the home player. And, um, but by God, Red Bull, I mean, they, we talked about this last week. They pushed it in Austin. They've been pushing all season. And Max has been very dominant. And in, in, at least in the contention to win every single race so far this season. And Sergio has been proving himself the last couple races. So it's going to be very interesting. Well, you see uh, this past weekend, the last week you had Ricardo and Carlos, I'm sorry, Ricardo and Charles and Las Vegas. I think they're pretty much sober up now, but you had Lewis Hamilton in New York and a couple others in New York, even though they went down there to film stuff for Red Bull, Max and uh, Sergio went down there early. I think last week to Mexico and Mexico city. I think they have, because they they even have the advantage on that, on that track. Mm -hmm. In fact, Max won there, I think in 16 and eight, uh, 17 and 18, he won both times over there. So I think he has the advantage going into Mexico. What do you think there, Mike? Yeah, I think he does. And, and even though the car is a little bit slower than Mercedes, I think they've been very, it's just fast enough to where if they plan well and they have a good race strategy and they they time their pit stops, uh, which is what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. He's got the skill to push everything out of that car uh, that he can to, to stay out front if he gets out front. Now, he does better when he gets out front and he's alone. Uh, he, he doesn't do as well when he's caught back behind uh, in the pack. Because he gets a little too frustrated and aggressive, I think, and he doesn't do well when he mixes up with Hamilton for some reason. Uh, Hamilton comes out of those things unscathed, and Max ends up in a wall. But 
if he can get out ahead and then and then you know just like he's been doing like he did here in the United States if he can get his uh, if he can get his pit stops lined out no no safety car to bunch everybody up I think he's got a really good shot I mean he's got, I'm gonna pick him again <laughs> well but, uh, I think the only time I and he's got the momentum he's got the momentum right. I mean Hamilton had the point the had to start out way back in the field, uh, the race before because of an engine change, uh, and and then and then in the United States Grand Prix it was just that one little mistake, or it could have been a different race. You know, with mm-hmm. four laps left, he lost his back end, and that was it. It knocked a half second off his pace time, and 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 uh, uh, put him just far enough behind for stopping where he couldn't he couldn't recover that second. So. Uh, you know, it, it's that was a close, tight race, and but I think it's going to come down to I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I know the weather's raining right now here with us, but uh, uh, you know, if we have a bunch of safety cars and it's bunching up the field, that could be a whole, totally different race, and Max is going to have his hands full. Well, absolutely. I think the only time that Max was able to pass uh, Lewis successfully, with not with ease, but at least successfully, was in France. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the race, there and because in, in this situation, because of the tires and the pit stop, and if it, if it wasn't for that, I think Lewis would have had it. But um, well, I was just uh, uh, googling the last time a Mexican driver won the Mexican Grand Prix, and Pedro mm-hmm. Rodriguez, the most successful one that's popped up outside of Sergio Perez, and I don't think. I don't think anybody from Mexico's won the Mexican Grand Prix. Let me search it a different way here. Why you do that? It's going to be um, just overcast this weekend in Mexico City, high 73 with a 10% chance of rain. So it's going to be pretty much oh, like Austin. Yeah. It's going to be great weather. That's that's good. That'll be down to pure racing. Yeah. And also to that point about um, the Mexican drivers, the highest Sergio finish in the Mexican Grand Prix was seventh, back-to-back years. And granted, he was in a lesser car than he is now, but I don't know. It, it's just hard to predict, you know, the local race. I mean, because he, he wants to perform well. For the fans there, so that puts added pressure to to him, and I guess the anxiety and stuff like that of performing in front of your home fans just gets to you, and you don't perform that that well. But I don't know. But I tell you what, while you look that up, so this uh, is interesting. I didn't know this. Hmm. Uh, hold on, there hasn't been that many Mexican Grand Prix. No. They kind of miss years in there. There's that they've been spread out. There's a big gap between 1992 and looks like 2015. Yep. Yeah. So there hasn't been no Mexican has ever won the Mexican Grand Prix. The winners are uh, Jim Clark from Great Britain won it in 62, 63, and 67. Uh, Alan, Alan Prost won it in 88 and 90. Nigel Mansell and his great. Uh, championship runs of 87 and 92 
And Max Verstappen won it in 2017 and 18, and Hamilton won it in 16 and 19. So Hamilton and Verstappen have went back and forth. Yep. So 17 Verstappen, eight, 17 and 18, or 16 was Hamilton, 17, 18 was Verstappen, and 19 was Lewis Hamilton. And, of course, last year they didn't have one during COVID. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought this was like a, a race that's been around. It's been around a while. It's just been there's big gaps where they didn't have a race at all. Well, with that, let's uh, move on to picks. I'll give Chaz's right quick. Of course, he's going to have the same until the end uh, yeah. in the season, that is. And that's going to be Lewis Hamilton, uh, Max Verstappen, and on third place, Valtteri Boltas. That's his podium. And so he's given up? He's pretty much given up, yeah. What the hell, man? You know why? Because I am. You know what? I'm not going to display that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I'll put it back on. Never mind. <laughs> and Veto uh, will finish the top seven. That's going to be his extra pick. So the points leader, who's going to be on your podium this weekend? You know, uh, I'm going to stick with Verstappen, uh, and I think Hamilton's going to be right up there with them. But I'm going to stick. You know, I've had I've had some pretty good uh, luck with these three picks, and I think I'm going to stick with these this race. I think Perez is going to be uh, – he's going to be emotionally vested uh, in this race. Uh, so, you know what? I'm going to put uh, Verstappen, Perez. Mm. And, I, you know, and I just I, – I want to pick Perez to win it all because he's got the car and he's a good driver. If he can get a good – uh, if he can get a good qualifying, if he can be in like the first three rows in qualifying, or first two rows in qualifying, <clears throat> we're stopping Perez Hamilton. That's a little change up from what you normally do. Yeah, I usually have Perez third, but I think Perez is going to be, I think him and Hamilton, I think he's going to be back there battling with Hamilton and he'll make the podium. It would be cool if he won the whole thing, though. I, I, I'm going to root for him to win the whole thing. But he deserves yeah. it, though. He deserves to win it. Well, it would it would be great for the sport. It would be great for him, and it would be great for the country of Mexico. And and just uh, uh, I think it would be a great feel good story if he was able to have a good race, a competitive race, and if he comes out on top, it's going to be uh, pretty cool. Um, and what's your extra prediction this weekend, your wild card? Uh, that Haas will show up. <laughs> that they will so feel no the DNFs? car start. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, the biggest disappointment is how far Williams has fallen off here in these last couple of races. I thought they were really on track to, uh, you know, stay up in the midfield, but, uh, I would like to see Lando in the top five, mm. and he could, he could, he could podium. He could, he could very much, very much well, because McLaren's right there. They're knocking on the door. Ferrari's been inconsistent, but hanging around. But McLaren's been the most consistent. Well, 
I thought you and I will have the same picks this week because um, I'm going with your pick, your old picks, and that's Max Lewis and Perez. Oh, Checo there, one, two, and three, and and honestly, I think Gasly will make a comeback after DNF and last last race, and he'll finish in the top ten. So we'll see. So I'm kind of glad we we have different picks now. So it'll be a little more competitive now. I'm, you may extend your lead. I may catch up. Who knows? Or or Chaz may come from behind and just take us all out. I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead and put the updated points up there. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Go ahead. I, I I don't even have it saved yet, man. I, <laughs> How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> Oh dear God! I can't believe I'm going to do this. Hold on, it'll take me a couple minutes to download it here, but I'll I'll do it for you because you're the points leader. You're the points leader. But. I don't know how long it's going to last. I, you know, I got lucky in those weeks that I, you know, was kind of not here, and you were picking for me. I well, you gave me. I was far enough ahead that that was enough damage control. Well, you're the one that gave the pick. Gave me the picks. You text me. It's like I want to. Have so so and so in certain races. So I was like, yeah, okay. for one for one week I did, and I think the other two you picked for me or picked my last picks, or I, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, who knows? While we wait for the download, I posed to you last week, Mike, that will Williams finish in the top ten three of the remainder five races? So the question to you: Do you want to take that bet? No, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it. Fell off. I mean, if they would have been at least the last two races, they were down. There was Haas again. I mean, they went right back to where they started. So, you know, I I don't have any faith that whatever they were doing right, that they're going to continue to do. I know they had a death in their in their racing family. I don't know mm. if that's going to affect them anyway. Uh, I you know I I don't know. I I think. It's getting to the point now where I think maybe these teams are trying to save as much money as they can, knowing that it's going to be an even playing field next year and kind of, you know, they might've just gave up and said, look, it's going to, it's a Honda Mercedes deal. And, you know, I'm not sure uh, how the sponsorship goes uh, or, or the money, but I know the new owners of Williams are, 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 they're okay. They're not, you know, they're not fighting for, funded so they might they might have just said you know what we're not gonna we're losing our driver he doesn't care anymore we'll save our money till next year that might be what's going on i i, I hate to see that happen though because i have a lot of respect for the for uh, uh russell and i'm a fan so uh i would have liked to have seen him uh bring help bring williams back to some sort of prominence but Mm-hmm. But we'll see. It's all gonna. It's all gonna be different next year. <laughs> oh yeah, it will be. It'll be a whole different ball game. It'll be exciting for sure. Well, on that note, uh, we'll talk about this in a second. But uh, just to, I can't believe I'm even going to do this. But <sighs> just, this to, way? <laughs> just to please you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> What does a winner get anyway? Uh, Nothing. Is that what we're doing? To to be unbearable? Uh, I think the last place. 
I think the last place is fighting for the Massabin Award. Yeah. <laughs> what we need is we need more people to be in that. We need like more people in that. I think. Uh, I think next year, if we can find a way to get our our fans involved, like get a I don't know a shared file or something. You sign up in the beginning, and we'll do something like a barbecue plate or something for the winners. Something like simple. Something simple. They can unthrow the champion, the mm -hmm. campion. <laughs> well, right quick, our Twitter question of last week, uh, we asked, uh, will Andrade actually purchase their own F1 team since their deal with Alfa Romeo and slash Sauber went south? Uh, actually, 60% of you guys said no. He will, they will not purchase a new team whatsoever. With that, though, I want to pose this idea in question because apparently other teams like Haas, like actually Dalton Capital, that's why they purchased Williams, um, and other teams like McLaren and all that, see an upside in years to come with the salary and spending cap that we pointed this out last week, that there's opportunity for each team. Not, not all of them will do this, but opportunity for each team to be successful and make money in your in, in recent years to come. So that's why I suggested that Andrade go on their own and purchase their own team. Um, and that's why I said before, Dalton Capital purchased Williams. They see an upside in purchasing that team. And I'm glad they did it because if not, I think they probably went, went under, period. But um, but your thoughts on that, Mike? I would think that, that Andretti is probably going on to plan B. He wants to be back in F1. So uh, it may not be next year. But, again, with the changes in F1 and the level playing field and the, and the spending cap and all that stuff, it's, it's going to be – it's not it's not the same game. So mm -hmm. uh, even though Saba fell through, that might have been a blessing, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm still looking at, you know, go talk to Ford or go talk to Mopar. You know, go talk to Chevy. Chevy's got Chevy's half the IndyCar, so they they've already got the technology and the, you know, even though Indy cars and, and F1 cars are different, eh, are they really though? That much different. So. Mm -hmm. That would be cool to see Chevy or Ford or, or Mopar get into the mix, and, and that would be a good uh, that would be a that would be a good way to bring Ford back into the F1 racing. To be honest, and I also I said like, this. I like that Ford Cogsworth era. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I wanted I want to see more teams involved in F1. Uh, the max on the grid is, uh, is 13 teams, 26 drivers. That opens the door for new opportunities, more former three, former two, even American drivers to come in and race for, um, for F1. And to the argument of not having enough sponsorships, not having enough money, it is too expensive to be an F1, that, that is true. But it is now becoming a little more affordable for teams to get into F1. And that was my argument that uh, Andrade could be the 11th team into Formula One. Maybe, as you said, maybe not next year, maybe the year after or the year after that. And just also keep in mind that Volkswagen is very much a possibility of coming in in 2025. So that opens even more doors 
here real soon. So um, just exciting opportunities. I always love to play the game. What if? <laughs> you know, so well, and, and Volkswagen could lead to uh, Mopar because Volkswagen and Chrysler and, and Volkswagen are basically, you know. Well, you figure Di Diamond uh, uh, Mopar had a relationship with uh, both Ferrari and with Mercedes in the last twenty Dimmer, to thirty Dimmer years. Yeah. yeah. So, but that also opens new relationships too. The technology these cars have in the last 10, 20 years helped develop the cars on the road now with modern technology, with modern uh, safety equipment. So even though it's a very big ch risk, a gamble for being an F1, there's an upside to that too. And that Mercedes saw it. Uh, Honda saw it for a little while. And, and, and a lot of people don't realize that Pretty much everything that we enjoy on our family cars comes from the technology born from racing. Yeah. You know, the limited slip differential, the independent rear suspension, the disc brakes, the, the hydraulic brakes, the uh, power steering, even though mm -hmm. uh, we don't use power steering in racing much anymore. That was an in innovation of, of racing was the power steering, uh, you know, turbocharge, uh, V configuration in the engines instead of the straight configuration. All that stuff uh, comes from fuel injection. All that comes from racing. So everything yeah. that we enjoy and all the cars that we drive comes from the innovations born from the racetrack. And whatever, F1, Mopar, uh, NASCAR, uh, Enduro races, all of it. So, In fact, to your point there, Mike, the power steering and ABS were two innovations from the early 90s of Williams. That is correct, yeah. I didn't know and you then, knew that. And then the FIA came in and said, no, we're, we're doing away with that. So, Well, not only, was, not, not only was that an innovation of Williams, another innovation of Williams was the car that would self-correct that uh, Senna was driving that they outlawed that where he could just drive and the car did all the thinking for him, the, the adjustment on the suspension. That's, that's what's on all their luxury cars. Now when you drive yep. over bumps and it doesn't feel like, and the car stays nice and still that came out of the Williams racing uh, innovations with the onboard computer that they've not banned, but uh, <laughs> because it just made them too fast. But uh, yeah, that was the uh, Williams uh, uh, 1990. Uh, uh, two, 1992. Yep. And he was just smoking everybody because his car didn't rock. When he went around the corner, it stayed steady because the computer balanced out the suspension to make sure the car stayed perfectly level on the road, which enhanced the uh, airflow and the downforce, which made it a faster car. And he could just turn around a corner. And if you look at the old films of him ripping around the racetrack, I mean, there was nobody even close because they yeah. could not... Their car, they had to adjust, and his car was stuck right to the road because perfectly level the whole time. And that innovation now is in in, in our luxury cars and, and everything else. So, yeah. and our last topic of the day, we're like three weeks late with this, by the way. So I'm sorry about this, but uh, the new 
2022 calendar came out. It's tentative. It's not really, I mean, it's set, but it's not set. Everything, you know, I'll change. The whole 2021 calendar changed throughout the year. So, I mean, whatever set is not really set, but um, that is what we're looking at as of right now for 2022, 23 races. And we start off actually in Bahrain the last couple of years. Then we head off to Saudi Arabia. Then in April, we head on to Australia. So Australia is not the first race for the first time in a while. But um, we have Imola for the fourth race. Then we head to the brand new Miami track in early part of May. Then a couple of weeks later, we head to Barcelona in Spain. Then the Monte Carlo Grand Prix is right after that. Baku, Canada, Silverstone. Uh, then head to Spa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Austria. Uh, then France, Hungary, Spa, I'm sorry, Netherlands in September. And we have Monza, Russia, Singapore, Japan, uh, right here in Austin, the United States Grand Prix, Mexico, Brazil, and in, in, in Abu Dhabi. Now, a couple things here right quick. First off, Singapore and all here in Austin, if tentative, those are the only two races that are tentative right now. Everything is set. And also, Qatar is not going to be on 2022 calendar. They're going to be on the 2023 calendar. I like it. You know, and, and I, I don't know if you uh, if you uh, know, uh, pointed this out, but there's two U.S. races. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of odd that you go from Imola to Miami, then to Spain, uh, Monte Carlo, Baku, back all the way to Canada. And then across the pond again to Silverstone. It's just one crazy schedule. I know props to FIA and F1 for filling all this in, but just it is, you know, maybe 2023 you'll see Canada and Miami right next to each other. But this is, at least for the springtime, is one wild schedule. That's a lot of packing up and moving for sure. <laughs> and uh, actually, our Twitter question of the week is going to be. Um, is 23 races enough for the 2022 season? Mike, I know your thoughts on that. <laughs> so uh, we'll wait and see. Um, but I, it, it's nice to see 23 races on the calendar itself. There's rumored it might even go up to 25 races because uh, you don't see Turkey on there. Um, and there's rumored that even Vietnam may even make a comeback. So we'll see about that. Um, but our, to the point we made earlier, our special announcement is we're going to try to do this. It's not really said just yet. We're going to try to actually broadcast live during the Mexican Grand Prix. And so you get our takes on it. So I hate saying this, but lower down the announcers and turn us up. We'll be your announcers for the Mexican Grand Prix. <laughs> if everything works correctly. So hopefully it's not raining, so we'll have some good reception. But we're excited about this. That's going to be our first live broadcast, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, in the meantime, please like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Form of Racing. Make sure you, you vote on our Twitter question of the week. And also drop us a line, theformofracing at gmail.com. Give us a topic like, and don't uh, pay attention to Mike. We'll see how we got, we got five races left. Five races left in order to find out who the points leader is going to be. So we'll see about that. Uh, also, check out our other videos right here on YouTube and everything. Um, but in the meantime, 
Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on The Former Racing.